to another COVID-inspired version this week of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania. A mania, 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 mania. Yes. Heard every week at 11 a.m. on WRIR LP 97.3 Richmond. And I messed it up. 97 oh, episodes and one of these days you'll get it. We're on WRIR LP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. Thank you for listening during the last day of our fun drive. Yes. So send your monies because we need them so we can buy mics and help our volunteers and have all the things that we need to function properly. Mm -hmm. Toilet paper and hand sanitizer and gloves and Lysol. Don't put it in your body. Don't drink the Lysol. Please don't drink the Lysol, friends. Oh my God. That's happening. Okay. This this episode is life in, in the age of COVID. So what the hell is this <laughs> injecting yourself with bleach? Let's not do that. Honking yeah. cars in front of the children's hospital in the middle of the damn day because you don't want to social distance. You don't care about us, you asymptomatic carriers spreading it everywhere. What is this life? God bless America. Anyway, I, it's all right. This is a lot. I, I'm I'm gonna be very glad when we come out of COVID because I think this quarantine is people are losing their ever loving minds. That's what it is. That is the yeah. word of the day, Francesca. <laughs> people are getting loony. We don't need to come out of quarantine until we're ready. That's that's one. We're not ready yet. So we got some benchmarks we need to meet. And so while we're yeah. on that topic, we actually have our city's mayor. Hey! <gasps> oh my gosh. Hey there. Hey. Hello. How we doing? We're doing good. We're quarantined. We're loony. Yeah. yeah I love we're your, hey, hey Francesca, home. I love your Christmas tree in the back. I mean. Ah, oh, you've been exposed. An all-season <laughs> Christmas tree. I mean, <sighs> I'm, I'm here for that. Listen. I'm here for it. Listen, the Christmas tree has a story, okay? We're in my dining room today for this show. The tree stays up all year. And there's okay. actually two trees in my house that stay up all year. This one I bought specifically for this, this room, and it's a corner tree. And the 12-foot tree that requires a scaffolding ladder to put up okay. stays up all year as well. And that one changes with the season. She so, is festive all year long. I, I don't mean to be the host of your show, uh, but I do have a question. Yeah. And that question is... Yeah. Yes, I dust the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's always the question. Does it get dusty? <laughs> yes, it does. And I vacuum and dust the Christmas tree. Oh, no. How do you know I was going to go there? Because oh, that's always God. the question. <laughs> that's always so, the hey, question. A popular yes. question for a popular woman. Yep, yep. Huh. Yes. I and think yes, sometimes the ornaments that are on the tree are actually napkin rings. Oh, okay. Okay. The orna- the ornaments on the tree are actually functional. They're napkin rings because we're in the dining room. So a tad bit convenient then. So when you're in the dining room, you could be like, you know what? Grab one of these. Boom, boom, boom. Ready to go. Right? They're all napkin rings. Yes. Okay. Hey, I, I, I like a seat. I, 
I got always, you. always prepared. Yes, yes, she is. That's what she does. This is what she does. Yeah. So she's not just always the host a strategy of RVA Dirt. She's also the hospitality queen. So I'm also the hostess with the most. There you go. There you go. Oh, I need to laugh. Some during this whole pandemic, it's good to have a laugh. Yes, agreed. I agree. It's that's and it's hard. You know, it's hard to find some things to laugh about. Our next show, actually, we're going to talk to two comics about trying to remain funny during all of this. What it's like for them, but what is it like? You know, what y'all going through? What's happening? Well, you know, it's you know we are going on seven weeks here uh, pretty soon. Um, <laughs> it's the nine hundredth day of March. As the day of this recording, I mean, I mean, you guys will tell when this was recorded, but we're going on the seventh week here pretty soon. And you know, when people ask me, how am I doing or what have you been up to or whatever? And I say, tell you the truth, it's very similar to what I think everybody else is going, to, going through. And that is, it's simply rinse, wash, repeat every day. And, um, but it, it gives everybody an opportunity to slow down a little bit, spend a little bit more time with their families. A little time, a little bit more time reaching out to their friends and whatnot. I've tried to take the silver lining uh, from all this. And that is, you know, it's just an opportunity to get closer to the people that you love, the people that you care about, the people that, you know, that you have on your heart. And uh, when our days have been so busy, uh, we don't get to do a lot of that. So that's the flip side, right? That's the, that's the, the, the beautiful part of some of this. And then I, I have a hard time what keeps me up at night are the, 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 the thoughts of what the, the downside, the negative part of this, that, you know, you know that some people will have prepared maybe a plan B, maybe a plan B. And we are, we are way beyond plan B when you're seven, you're seven weeks in, right? Yeah. You may have had a couple dollars saved up just in case of emergency. And now we are way beyond that. We're Think about the, the businesses. Eight. Yeah. The businesses, the places of worship, things of that nature. All these things are now shut down. They've been shuttered for roughly seven weeks. And I think you got to hold it together for your family, right? You know, I had a story the other day of uh, a young lady who was holding it together for our kids. She was trying to put that good face on for her kids, but she was able to reveal her soul to us. And, you know, your heart just goes out because if you were living paycheck to paycheck already, imagine seven weeks of that. Now, when they're, no for paycheck. some, the paycheck might still be coming in, but for a lot of folks, the, the paycheck is not showing up and you're right. depending upon somebody else. And that is probably not in your, that's not who you may, might be. That's not in your being to, to ask for help and support. And uh, you got to find the strength to be strong for other people who are looking at you. That's tough. And so it's one of those things, it's, it's mixed feelings in this in this time. I'm not the only one who, ha who has those sort of mixed feelings. It's just uh, what, what drives me every day is I know we're going to get through this. And um, it, it's, it's, it may be long, it may be inconvenient, but I, am, uh, I do believe that we're gonna, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and I think you make a great point at this juncture where we find ourselves, we don't have much of a choice. No, no. Sadly enough. I mean, we are definitely rents washing and repeating on a pretty i mean we're, we're getting pretty good at that thing right about now because i mean we've been doing this for like you said seven weeks and it feels pretty oddly enough it's becoming normalized yeah. it's it's becoming normalized to to walk into the store and not find the things you need 
Oh, and my doctor told me today that she suggests that everyone wear a mask for the next two years when they're out in public. Two years. Whoa. Well, I mean, I've seen, I've seen studies that say that, you know, people always want to know, and you, you sort of hinted to this. Well, no, you were you didn't at it. You went right at it earlier, Melissa, about, you know, people showing up and protesting and rallying about reopening Virginia, reopening Richmond and whatnot. And I think folks don't understand that we're in a new, a new state of normalcy. And although we may phase into uh, uh, lifting restrictions, we are, things are not going to go back to they, what they were like pre-COVID-19. No. What you were doing in early March will not be possible over the next 12 months. For a long, long For time. For a long time. And so I've seen studies and research that says that we will be in this new state for at least 2022. So all those folks who may have desires to go see a, 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 a squirrels baseball game, a VCU basketball game, that is, we're, we're entering a new environment. And I'm very hesitant to move quickly into reopening because I know that we haven't done enough testing. Oh, right? hell no. <laughs> we have not done enough testing. And we don't know where the virus lives in our city if we don't test enough, right? If we're not, enough. If we're not doing enough testing <clears throat> and then the contact tracing after that, then essentially we, if we were to reopen, we open ourselves up to a true outbreak. And luckily, I, I applaud Richmonders for adhering to the, the guidelines set by the CDC, adhering to the guidelines set by the health district and staying indoors. Because if we were to have all those social gatherings, if restaurants were to be open, if we were to do what Richmonders do and enjoy one another, then we would have an overrun health system right now. Oh my gosh. It's, I don't even want to imagine. And so we have to think even with every, with, with, with each phase of lifting of restrictions, we're going to see a spike in those infections. We have to manage how many inspections we can allow so that our healthcare system doesn't get overrun. Right now, Dr. Avula, the health director of the city of Richmond and Henrico County districts, would say to you that, you know what? We have, we have empty beds right now around, around the region. That's a good thing. Let's keep it that way. Let's keep it that way. Right. But if we just go back full, full bore, we're gonna have a problem. Gonna have a problem. Gonna have a problem. So, I, I think Richmonders out there who, yes, you may be anxious. There might be some fear. You might even be frustrated. But guess what? You've listened to the guidelines. You've helped flatten that curve. And this is not the time to keep our, you know, to 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 keep our foot off the pedal. We gotta lean into that. Let's mm -hmm. do it smartly. Hopefully the governor and the state agencies come together and provide us some, uh, some regulations and some procedures to re-enter a new phase of this normalcy. So if you want to get your nails done, Fran, they'll tell you how to get your nails done, right? You might, as you stated earlier, or Melissa, you stated earlier, you might have to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. But there are going to be a lot of folks who are going to be very hesitant about re-entering establishments uh, without all this testing not being done. 
The testing is not for the government to feel like we've done something. The testing is to, to give confidence to our residents that they can actually go out there. You know, we did testing down in Southwood apartments in Southside uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Monday, I think. I'm sorry. Well, yesterday mm-hmm. was Monday. Yes, Monday. I know. They're and all together. I know. It came it's back. all that, one day. I know. Just one long day. It came back at 17% of those who showed up had contracted COVID-19. 17%. Oh, my God. Now, they only tested around 60 or so people. That's 12 to, that's what, 14, 17 people who, who, contact, who contracted COVID-19. Now, Today, let's, let's pause before we, go, before we go too deep into those numbers. Okay. Let's talk, what, what type of testing are you doing? Are you doing positive, negative tests? Like actual, do you have it currently now? Or are you doing antibody tests? We're doing positive, negative testing, diagnostic testing diagnostic. at these sites. So you know, we, did, we did Southwood earlier in the week, uh, last week, I'm sorry. We okay. did Southwood last week. We did Hillside yesterday. Mm-hmm. We are in Creighton Court today. I did that with the governor. And then we'll be in Gilpin on Thursday. Okay. Great. And, and today at, uh, well, I just got the numbers. Today at uh, Creighton Court, we had over 100 plus people show up, which that means Good. people showed up who lived in the East End and got tested. And I've Perfect. seen a lot of that. We've seen a lot of crazy talk out there from yeah. people who say, oh, I'm not getting tested. I'm giving the, 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 the government my DNA or they're going to inject me with something. It's not an injection. No one's taking your DNA. But You're getting your nose swab. There is reason why folks feel this, some type of way about working with the government on testing one up because yeah. of the Tuskegee experiment. Black, yeah. Black people have it. been disproportionately abused and used and... And, and stepped on by the medical field, yes. Especially in Richmond, we there have a history. Go. But I, I, you know, you, you know I, when I go out there and beg Melissa and, and Fran, I, I, am, I know I'm putting my reputation on the line, yes. and I'm out there begging people to get tested. Please get tested. If you have symptoms, Especially in areas, we are, the, we are the people who are most at risk demographically, who have been touched the most by this by this virus and you know we can't afford to you know let these myths and all of this miseducation and misinformation keep us from getting properly tested yes black people have been disproportionately um you know uh abused by the medical system um and the medical field however you don't want to be on the wrong side of finding out you know, whether you have a positive or negative, you don't want to be on the wrong side of that test, finding out once you're being intubated, it's too late. At that right, time. yes. Yes. So, and, you know. and Fran, what I would say as well is that not only could you potentially save your life, you could save somebody else's life that you may have been in contact with. Contact with, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so the responsible thing to do to me is that you got to get tested. It's the only way that we know that the enemy is in the room. I, I, I've, I've uh, said that, you know, fighting COVID-19 has been, it's like shadow boxing. We know the enemy is in the room. We can't see it. And the only way we unmask, unshield the an- enemy is by testing. Because yeah. we then you find out, oh, so you went to work the other day? So all these folks were around you. Oh, you did this the other day? Oh, so all these folks you had contact with. And once we have that information, that yeah. data, we can do everything we can mm-hmm. to 
to, to, to care for the individual and also isolate the individual so other folks don't get infected. Sick, yep, right. absolutely. Absolutely. So that's important for people to know. So um, just because you see, um, and we've been retweeting that, these locations that are available for testing, just because you don't live in that neighborhood or just because you don't live at that location, if you want to test and you have symptoms or you feel like you've been in contact with someone who's had symptoms, correct? Yeah, that's correct. All you need to do is call and register. Call. Yep. Make sure you call and register. Give it a shot, you know. Just Can I give the number out? Can I give the number out? Yes, sure. please. 804-205-3501. There you go. Call and register. Go to the location. Get tested. That's a diagnostic positive negative test. That is not a antibody test. So that's right. not going to tell you whether you've had contact with it and whether you've had it previously before or not. That is a test that's going to tell you whether or not you have it now. And also coming out of this, there are a lot of other consequences beyond people getting ill. Um, we have a lot, a huge, I mean, an astronomical unemployment rate in this yeah. country. And it's just growing every day. Like there are people out of jobs, there are people at home working, but at the same time though, it's just, it's not the same. Like nobody's life is normal. People can't eat, people can't pay rent. All kinds of bills can't be paid. What is going on? What resources um, are available out there for folks uh, that you know of? Yeah, Melissa, you know, you know what we want to do, even though we have to do it virtually, like we're doing today, we still want to create a, a sense of community. And one of the things I love the most about this city is that we, when, when, when there's a time of need, the people who do have resources, they step up. When we, when the people who do have privilege step up and there's no better time to put our humanity on full display and the best version of ourselves on full display. And so a couple of things that we have been doing, uh, first we created a, a community resource hub online called rvastrong.org. And this is a place where those who want to help and those who need help can go and seek uh, uh, seek out ways to contribute or to receive. And uh, there you can find our uh, family crisis um, relief program that we are working alongside the Robbins Foundation. We seeded it with, uh, Robbins Foundation seeded it with a half a million dollars. <clears throat> we matched it with a half a million dollars. We've been able to raise some other dollars to, to, to contribute to this fund. It will provide $500 one-time grants to families who have, are facing uh, financial hardship because of COVID-19. So I, I'd love for you to check that out. We also seeded a $1 million loan program, uh, disaster loan program for small businesses in the city, uh, working alongside the Economic Development Authority as well. As you know, a million dollars goes pretty quickly when you're talking about all the businesses that are currently shuttered. Um, but uh, this allows for us to uh, loan money to these at 0%, right? 0% interest rate to up to $25,000 to those to keep folks on payroll so folks can still get paid and put food on the table and a roof over their family's heads or their individually over their heads. Uh, that hopefully will supplement what folks are doing with the SBA as well, Small Business Administration. Uh, that's also another program that's out there. 
Uh, we're offering tax amnesty as well to a number of small businesses too for most local uh, taxes. Luckily, the, uh, I'm grateful for the city council approving that unanimously last night via the, uh, uh, the city council meeting. Um, this is gonna allow for folks to not think about taxes right now and think about making sure that people who've worked for them get paid, get money in their pockets. This is the last thing folks are thinking about. And so uh, that's hopefully helpful too. Um, right now, it's time for, I think, all levels of government have to step up. You know, the one thing that I'm concerned about and I want to see from the federal government before we move forward is obviously, number one, more robust and extensive testing. Number two, I need to see more direct aid to small businesses, particularly black and brown businesses as well, because they are the ones more likely to not come back or return after the pandemic. And number three, I need to see some direct aid, essentially a bailout to local governments. The, 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 the real vehicle of helping those who are in need, those who are uh, under-resourced, is local government. That's why we put together a $5.8 million emergency package for, for uh, housing insecurity, helping out the homeless and helping out those who are housing insecure in this moment of a health crisis. And now we return to News Talk Radio, a documentary by Ken Burns, already in progress. WRIR was a low-power station that was broadcast in Richmond, Virginia. It was the most successful low-power station in the country and became a community touchstone, transforming media in that conservative town. But when it came to fundraising, there was peril. Dearest listener, I hope this letter finds you well and that you are enjoying our locally produced news talk programs and popular syndicated shows like Democracy Now! Can we impose on you to offer a bit of coin by connecting to the internet at WRIR.org or dispatching us at 622-9747. CD player number three is starting to spit and hiccup. We've run out of paper for the printer and the bathroom. And... Oh no, great. There goes Mike 2 again. Switch mics, Christy. I fear that our community-minded news talk radio will not be able to last much longer. Please return this envelope with a check. Signed, Christy, a volunteer. The envelope was returned with a check, and there was rejoicing. The listener got a colorful WRAR t-shirt. Yes. Yes. But it was not enough. More checks were needed. More calls had to be made to 622-9747. WRAR desperately needed to hear from the many who listened often but did not donate. Like you. Dearest me, what in the world is my problem? I've got to call 622-9747 now and support WRIR. Signed, your dearest you, me. Man, are you frozen? There we go. No, I'm I'm not frozen. There you go.
I got it all out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm, 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 di I'm digesting. I'm digesting. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a lot. I mean, Fran, you're a small business owner. I mean, I imagine you've seen the impacts of, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, people are still. Here's the thing: we we have to do it a different way, but people are still having funerals. Uh, people are. I mean, it's, it's just this has changed our whole world. The way we think about human contact with individuals right i mean well, it changed, and also it changed i mean it, it affected you know i've got my hand in in several different businesses right and several different industries and it changed the way that i had to function as a business owner i'm i've got my hands in several different industries um and i'm involved in a couple different businesses either as uh, an owner or um even as an employee of another small black business black owned business in um another county and um, as their HR manager and um, and that's a, I'm essential staff there so I've been still working and I'm blessed for that but you know as an event florist that, that's the business that I own personally that came to a screeching halt no weddings going on right now um, there's no events happening I can't pitch anybody an event I still I do have you know people calling saying they want to talk about a potential wedding later two years from now or a year from now but I mean, it's a very precarious, I mean, I had vendors canceling on me. I lost $20,000 in two days yeah. and there's nothing I can do about it because, you know, I can't translate that loss to my customer. I mean, I can, and, and a lot of floors did and I, I hate it, but that was the way that a lot of floors in the industry decided to um, do it. I just couldn't do that because I felt like that was just, awful for a bride yeah, yeah you know to have spent that kind of money and um you know it's not her fault yeah um the poor farmer is uh you know growing these flowers and right at peak wedding season all of his you know crop is rotting in the fields mm -hmm. and during a time when all of those things he would be reseeding and making prime, you know, profits to be able to fund himself through the slow season. There's no profit. They're dying. And the, the, the flowers are dying in the fields. And so the distributors don't have anything to sell. They closed and laid off or furloughed all of their employees. So I don't have anywhere to buy flowers from. I don't have anywhere to sell flowers too. So they're rotting and they won't have, you know, profits, you know, if they were lucky, they might, but they won't have, you know, they missed out on prime. This is peak wedding season right now. So they won't have a great profit to even reseed for if we make it through this season to reseed for even when the season is slow. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, you know, that, that industry in and of itself, I mean, that's going to be a, a rocky thing. Um, and that's just that industry. Right. But People are dying, you know, because we're going through this process. And so people call me and they say, hey, I need funeral flowers. And I'm like, um, I'm afraid to go into the funeral home. Yeah. yeah. Because you have people that are still adamant. God bless our folk. But y'all stop having these damn funerals. Mm -hmm. I hate it. We're only risking more people, more exposure to a virus that killed the person in the casket. And now you're gathering more people to make more contact mm -hmm. 
to have more caskets and I don't want no more of your money just to be with my family, you know, because it's not, you taking more of us out. You see, it's not worth though. Those, those dollars is not worth that. I don't want it. You know, that's that's, at the end of the day, that's what it is. And, 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 and you know, friend, I, I think we are all getting a lesson in, if you did not take economics in high school or in college, we are all getting lessons in economics right now because Absolutely. you're, you're seeing yeah, right? a chain reaction, right? Wait, so if I got to stay at home and, I, and all the businesses shut down, if I can't get married, that means the florist doesn't get paid, the event venue doesn't get paid, the government doesn't get taxes. I mean, all of it. And the farmer can't sell his product. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels the pain throughout the chain. The whole chain collapses. The whole so, chain collapses. It's so know, much I, deeper I, than I think a lot of people understand. It's so deep, the nuances to all of this. The whole chain. And you know, Melissa, I, I'm, I'm one of those folks, I mean, you want to get involved in public service if you didn't like, you know, you see a problem, you want to do something about it. But right. this is one of those situations where you see a problem, but now you can only do but so much about it because it's a where, finite. Where, I'm like, where, where's, where do you have any money? I mean, yeah. You know, I got, you know, financial advisors and people in my, you know, my circle, you know, working city government, like, Mayor, that's a good idea, but how are we going to pay for this? Right. We don't have any money. Where do you plug the leak? Because you've got so many people now saying, okay, but our, our service is essential. Our service is essential. What we're doing is essential. We need you to fully fund us. You know, you hear that all over the place, but we have to make major changes to our budget. That's our, right. We can't continue on with what you originally proposed. Now I cut $38.5 million. I've recommended a reduction of $38.5 million to my original budget I presented in March 6th, prior to pre, uh, this is pre-COVID-19, which made some serious investments in public education, in infrastructure, in housing, the things I, I care most about in terms of taking Richmond to the next level. Yeah. Then COVID-19 happened, right? And there is no playbook to a pandemic. No. There's no playbook. Nope. No playbook. None. And so I have had to reduce it to $38.5 million and there are some on city council who are asking, well, you should cut deeper. And I'm like, all I have right now is this data right here, mm-hmm. right? This is what we can count on. We can count on $40 million roughly being cut out of this year's upcoming budget. That's it. Now, if I get more data that says, you know what, you're going to even see this happen, then I have no issue being fiscally prudent and cutting the, the budget even further. Right. But I don't have that data at the moment. And so I'm going to do like everybody else is going to do at home. Like, like all of us, like all those out there, all those who may own a business, it will come month by month. And then I have to cut back. I will cut back. But the last thing I want to do is gut furlough, gut city government and furlough and lay off employees that put people in unemployment line mm-hmm. for benefits when we could do something Working with the data we had today, we can actually operate as a city. If yeah. it comes back after the thir- next 30 days, I'm going to see uh, even more uh, uh, 
even more wreckage from the pandemic in terms of meals tax, real estate tax. Don't pull back more. Yeah. But don't start, don't come to me today and say, no, you cut 38.5 million, you need to cut another 20 million without offering solutions on where to cut. You can't, that would, that would be okay. And that type of logic works in a normal setting where you have the, you know, normal predictable changes, right? That, that works in a system or a budget where you have normal predictable changes, right? There is nothing normal or predictable about what is happening right now. It's Mm -hmm. a very fluid situation right now. Yes. Everything's changing daily. Yes. Daily. Yes. And you know, here's the thing. Here's what blows me away. Uh, and you know, North Carolina and Maryland have been very, very responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, I even say West Virginia has been responsible too. But if West Virginia decides they are going to open up their state, if North Carolina decides to open up their state, and we don't decide, it changes the projections for us in terms of hospitalizations, positive yep. tests, and deaths. Now, what changes to, like, I, I mean, I think some people don't understand what projections are. Projections change yeah. over time because you can change the outcome of the projection. Right? So the projections fiscally, fiscally could change if we go back and everybody becomes, uh, there's some safeguards put in and we're safe from the virus. We can go back to business and we can start generating revenue again. And guess what? We're going to be okay. Right? But it could go the opposite way as well if folks start saying, you know what, forget all this. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go down to Pony Pasture. I'm going to go to hang out at so-and-so's place. And then we get gutted again because guess what? Now we're in a stay-at-home order longer. Yep. And The projections and change yeah. because of what we do. The other piece, too, that people are missing is that it's not just that. This is a compound issue, right? It's going out. It's the fact that even when we go out, you can't go anywhere right now and find a mask. I was really lucky that a friend's mother made me one because I need one. Yeah, I'm immunocompromised. So if I have to go anywhere, I have to have the mask. The only reason- I'm so thankful. Yeah, the only reason that I I had masks was because I got a call super early from a friend of mine that lives in Korea. She said, sis, you might want to order some masks in January. Wow. (laughs) And I did. Wow. And it took almost until like March to get them. Yeah. So Uh, with all all of that that's going on, you know, what do you feel... What's your message right now for the city? What do you want the citizens to hear? What do you want the citizens to know? What, what's your message? I, I'm your friend. I want Richmonders to know that. <gasps> Puppy! Um, oh, Puppy! I want her looking behind me. Like, <laughs> Not behind you, crazy! <laughs> Why would there be a puppy with you? I know. I'm like, what the hell got a puppy in here? <laughs> Why would there be a puppy in there with you? 
I was just gonna sneak one in when somebody was doing a serious answer. I was like, I'm just throw a damn puppy. Oh, he just yawned. Look just at throw that. a damn puppy in the in, through the window, Lavar. Just <laughs> I've got three. <laughs> um, Fran, I want people to know that I want Richmonders to know that you know we are going to get through this. I mean, there's nothing. There's, there's, there's nothing I can say probably that's going to give them hope that this is going to change tomorrow because it's not. Right. And I choose to be very straightforward with my residents. You know, there are some people out there who are going to sell you some dreams. This is not a moment to sell people dreams. This is a moment to be straightforward, to present the facts, and then present the solutions on how we get through this. First, there is no vaccine. There is no therapy for this disease. So our greatest weapon to combating COVID-19 is what we do. And what we've been requested to do now is to stay at home. Yeah. And once we see the evidence that we flatten the curve and we are on our way to cornering this disease, then we can get back to a, a piece of what we had pre-COVID-19. And I'm telling everyone, it is not gonna be what it was in early March or in February. It's gonna be something totally different. But what I have belief in is I, I know that Richmonders are able to adapt and adjust. People always say that one thing about Richmond is that Richmond does not like change. And in some cases that is true. But what I've seen over the last seven weeks, Richmond, Richmonders have, have adapted. They've adjusted. Some of us have done it kicking and screaming, honking our horns. I've seen it. However, for the most part, we've adjusted to this new norm. And what I'm asking for folks to do is to continue uh, adhering to these guidelines, but do it not just for yourself, do it for our community's sake, right? We're not, we are as strong as the people who are involved in this city, the people who live here. Our strength is collective in this moment. And I'm a big team sport person. This is the biggest team exercise I've ever participated in. Biggest team project ever. Ever, exactly ever. Right. Exactly. Right? This is the biggest team project ever. Right? You got folks who, a lot of folks who are doing the work, and then some folks who just are not showing up to do the work, who are just not doing their piece, their part. This is the team project. We need everybody to do their part. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I, I, Agreed. The biggest team project ever. Mm -hmm. Team Richmond. For the win. For the win. For the, For the win. win. That's the tweet right there. Oh, I like that. That's the tweet. Team Richmond for the win. That's the tweet. Guys, this was great. Yeah. 100%. Thank you. Richmond needs some moral, needs some moral, some moral lift up, man. It's, it's been a long, it's been a long 937 days of March, man. We needed it. <laughs> Boy, I need it. I'm, I'm looking forward to every... Uh, a couple times a month, I get to talk to my therapist. I get to talk to my spiritual advisor. Like, I need it. You know, folks are yes. counting on me to give it back, but I also need it as well. And so I need my two hours every other week to talk to both of them 
so I can give it back, you know? Seriously. You you can imagine the DMs and the emails I'm getting of folks. You know, we're asking folks to tell their story, but it's a lot of stories of of folks out there suffering, you know? I mean, we can sometimes, some of us can't think outside of our bubble, but there's some folks having a tough time with this, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, I needed this. My yes. interaction, I'm an extrovert, so when I don't get to do this, me too. I'm suffering. Me so, too. I'm an introverted extrovert who really and enjoys and people. And me and yeah, right. doing it. So I'm actually really enjoying my time at home. <laughs> well, I and me I know, and ain't gonna last long. I like being a hermit sometimes, but I truly understand that this is not for everyone. And some no. people really are climbing the walls. And so check on your friends. Yes. Check on your friends. However you can, even if you are, you're knocking on the door and you're standing on the other side of the door and you're just saying, Hey, just, just wanted to reach out and say, I care about you. Please don't no, you know, don't think you're alone. You're not alone. There's going to be somebody That's there. Extra, can understand. I'm telling you, we're struggling. <laughs> I know it. Yo, like, where's my happy hour? I need a face I guess we all, happy I hour. I think we can all agree on this that we're going to be talking about COVID 19 for a long time. Long time. Like, this is probably not going to be the final show at all. And I'm yeah. sure we'll be all talking about this in our homes and our lives with our friends' families. This is one of those events, you know, everybody has those events, like, you know, we'll. I remember where I was during 9-11. Yep. Where yep. I was when, you know, I remember what I was doing during COVID-19. Yeah. Mm. Made for a horrible movie, though. Like, a virus struck and they stayed at home. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How are you going to make a disaster movie? That's not a good movie. Like, there's a lot of 9-11 movies. There's a lot of JFK movies. But this one is a little, like, boring, right? Like, you know, COVID-19. they already made Contagion. They already made Outbreak. Just this string was- a whole bunch of TikToks together with that um, I'm in the house and I'm in the house board. I saw I saw a TikTok the other day and they said, y'all's dogs cannot wait till y'all go back to work. And <laughs> my dogs don't ever want me to go back to work. It was work. like a stream of TikToks and it was like people doing the dumbest ish to their dog. Yep. Like, yep. And they were like, y'all's dogs cannot wait till y'all's asses. Dressing them up. Yep. Yep. I mean, what else are you going to do? Poor dog. Poor dog. Poor dog. Poor dog. Oh. <sighs> Well, All right, guys, y'all be safe. Thank you. Let Thanks me know y'all need anything. Same. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you. Hitty! Hitty! Peace. As always, listeners, you know what time it is. Flint still has dirty water, and now so does New Jersey. And now we got COVID, so... Stay I'll- home. Wash your hands. Put on a mask. That, that part. RPS is fully funded, but they closed. And so we're going to need all the funding and then yep. some, and then some, and then some more. Okay. Support our babies. Yes. Yep. All of that. And hmm, Richmond is most definitely still racist, but we're working on it. See y'all next week. All right. Thanks, friend. Yay. Why are y'all sending me for the 100? 100. You can come back for that too. I know, man. You can come back. I mean-
You can, right, right. you can come back. Zoom, Zooms take no time. You, you know, you can do 15 <laughs> minutes on our 100. I don't know okay. what we're going to do for 100. We don't know because, like, this is kind of. I know. We're going we to have a, 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 a henny, henny celebration for 100. We could do that. Like, almost like, uh, like, uh, like Charlemagne and the Breakfast Club sort of thing. Or, uh, yes. or Noriega and, uh, right? Like, could do that. From our homes. <laughs> We need, we, to have have, we need to have a versus. A little happy hour? We could do that, though. Yeah, right? With different people having a happy hour with y'all on your 100? Yes. I mean, we absolutely can. And we can still air it on the station because we're not drinking in the studio. There you go. See? Okay. I I'm down with that. I think that's what we should do. 100, 100 episode, 100 features, 100 shots. Ooh, y'all can't do that now. No, I'm going to be like three. Like, where the hell am I going? That escalated quickly. Y'all can't do and that And all you now. would see is this. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. That escalated quickly. <laughs> Yo, but y'all could raise some money that way, though, too, though. I mean, hey. The relief efforts. Yes, yes, I like that idea. Hmm. We might look into that. You could get people to dial in at different times. Yeah, yep. for one hundred minutes or whatever it is. I mean, something like that. I don't know. Give a dollar, a hundred pennies. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be, cool. That would be really okay. Cool. Look at you, look at you planning our hundredth um, episode for us. <laughs> hey, I'm just filled. I'm filled with ideas. No matter what Kim Gray may say. <laughs> the shade. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. I we like go. it. I like it. I like it. Well, so what's <clears> listeners, on <laughs> we're on <laughs> we're on WRR LP ninety seven. Dang, I did it again. I don't know. I don't know what station we're on, man. Check baby check baby one two three four. Check baby check baby one two three. Check baby check baby.